This is the Yoakum Strength Podcast, episode 15, with Austin Yoakum and Greg Ebosher. The heart has its reasons, which reason knows not of. And that's a quote that's really kind of impossible to understand, um, and has been frustrating Austin and I all night. And it is from Habit 5 of the Habits of Highly Effective People, and we're going to continue on with our book series here. So after this podcast, we'll have two more chapters, or two more podcasts on the book from the Habits of Highly Effective People. And, um, and yeah, um, the heart has its reasons, which reason knows not of. I think we can all relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> we sure can. And this is uh, bringing us to our habit number five, which is seek first to understand than to be understood. And I think this is gonna be a really good, really good chapter for us. Uh, just because one as a coach, it's something that I really needed to do, and one as a person that I really needed to attack. Um, this is something that, and I think Greg has agreed with me, that we kind of see everything through how we see the world. Like we, we were raised in a certain way. We we're raised as these like men playing football that like we, we see it as this certain way and that's the only way that's the only correct way and my biggest thing and I started doing it just because I had to as a coach is like I needed to open my eyes and like realize not everybody sees the world I do so I needed to see it and communicate with people mm-hmm. and then I, I was doing it as a coach but I was not doing it in like my personal life at all like I would do it as a coach and then I would get home and like talk with my friends and like you're an idiot it's this way like this is the only way to do it this is the only way to do it and I really sat down and read this book and I was like well, that makes sense why like those relationships aren't thriving. That's not going anywhere, that type of thing, because I'm just being that total meathead, that total stubborn person that's just like, this is the only right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love what you said because we were raised in a very similar way and then we're raised in the football program. And like I feel like we've always kind of been around. We've been around really successful people our whole lives, and usually people who are really successful have one, like it worked for them, and so they're going to preach that. And they're going to preach that way of being successful and, yeah, I mean, if you want to win friends and influence people, though, you have to figure out how to reach each individual. Dude, I love, I, I love that point that you brought up about the successful people because that's exactly why I was doing it. The, the yeah. coaches that I saw, the people that I saw that were successful had all done it one way. Yeah. And it was all like their way or the highway is all very <laughs> dictatorship and very go, go, go. Yeah. And I don't know why I did this because I saw them as successful people, but I saw this trait as a weakness in them. Right. You know, like, and this is the thing, like all successful people, they're successful. They have things that you want to follow, but they're not perfect. They're human beings. And this right. is one of the biggest things. Like I saw that as a weakness in them, but I just copied that. And it didn't make any sense to me. And that's when I started to put it together. Like just because that's not why they're successful. Mm-hmm. They're successful for a different reason that's part of their personality trait that they haven't attacked, they haven't changed. Right. They still haven't reached the best version of themselves. You know, they can grow in that aspect and maybe it's too late for them type thing. But I love, like that, when you brought up that point, I was like, that's what struck with me. I was like, why am I, co- just, why am I copying that of them? I know that's a weakness of them. Right. I can change this. I still have time. Like I'm young, I can change my path on this. And that was one of the biggest things that opened my eyes to this and really trying to understand this. Right, yeah. And this is such a hard thing to do. Like. Especially because we're, I mean, we. I guess I'd like to think we're a lot like those people. Like we, we want to, we have dreams and ambitions to be, what those people are, and and um. But do it a little bit better because like, that's what you're kind of obligated to do. Yeah, and this is. I think it, again, it comes back to that freaking battle with your ego. Yeah. You know, and just like. You really you need that ego to drive you. If you yeah. don't have that ego, if you don't have that like fuel source of something that like you're pushing to be better. I, I mean, yeah. Jordan Peterson talks about it all the time is like if you're not if you're living in a society where you're not pushing to be better, like you have no purpose yeah. type thing. So you're pushing to be better. Like that's not that's not argued. But you need to find a way to push to be better while bringing almost others up with right. you and ever with you right. rather than pushing to be better while shitting on everybody else. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, how can I act in a manner that's going to make the whole collective world a little bit better? And myself. Yeah, and I, I think it's I think it's way tougher, but I think it's way more worthy and like yeah, more. and it's gonna it's gonna be lasting success. I think mm-hmm. very few people honestly get there to the very top by just pushing through. And I think if even if they and I get a lot of those people are very stubborn, but if they had looked back on their past, if they had 
checked out a couple of these things, maybe it could have been easier. Maybe they could have been at even a higher level. Maybe they could have been a better version of themselves. And that's really what drives me is like, yes, you can have success. Success yeah. does not mean you are at the highest you can possibly be. If you're at the highest you can possibly in your job, you're leading the pact. How are you going to raise that level to the next thing? Like, what are you doing personally to take that next step? Right. And then I love what you said there because like once you get to the top of your job, like what might have gotten you there in the first place might not what's going to get you to the next level. Yeah. You know, like because when you're – I heard Jocko talking about this the other day. Like if you're what, – what, what's going to get you – out of like the grunt role is going to be just grunt and absurd hard work and discipline, but, and just kind of driving and driving and driving. But once you're managing people, like that's not how you do it. Yeah. You have to be understanding. You have to be, you have to seek first. Well, and to understand. Jocko even talked about that too, is like one of his biggest struggles as a leader was yeah. he would stay on that front line. He would try and, cause that's what got him to the successful yeah. role right. to become that leader. And then he just went back to his like his training. Basically, he went back to that grunt role. He went back to yeah. seeing the world as he saw it, and like this needs to be done this way. This, and he's like realized his yeah. next big step in leadership was actually taking that step back and bringing others with him, exactly. rather than just like no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like when you make it, I, this is tough. Like when you make it that way, it's really tough to be like I made it exactly. by freaking grinding and doing it and doing it. If you take like it feels like you're taking a, like the foot off the pedal a little bit and that's scary for a lot of people like us to are like right. everything we want to do is like full go but maybe that's not the best way maybe that's not how you bring as many people into this yeah. as you can and speaking of let's bring some people on this journey with us as we explore and learn how to seek first to understand and then to be understood, then to be understood. back to the book put these on he says I've worn these pair of glasses for 10 years now and they've really helped me I have an extra pair at home you can wear these so I put them on, but it only makes the problem worse. This is terrible, I exclaim. I can't see a thing. Well, what's wrong, he asks. They work great for me. Try harder. I am trying, he says. Everything is a blur. Well, what's the matter with you? Think positively. Okay, I positively can't see a thing. Boy, are you ungrateful, he chides. And after all I've done to help you. And this is a story about a guy going in to, he has eye problems. He's going into his eye doctor and the eye doctor just hands him his glasses that he's wearing. The eye doctor's wearing these glasses, hands them to the patient and says, see. And the patient's like, well, these glasses don't work for me. They work for you. They don't work for me. Mm -hmm. And like when everybody listens to the story, like it's so obvious, like somebody else's glasses aren't going to work for you. Like that's not your prescription. And what he's trying to say here is like, this is exactly what everybody does in communication. Every single person that struggles with this is somebody tells you a problem, somebody tells you something they're going through, you're, you give them your solution, you give them your glasses, and then it causes frustration on your part and their part when it doesn't work. Because those glasses, those solutions work for you, but how do they work for that? Like the person you're trying to help? Right, I love this. I love how we're going at this right away. Like, cause this was literally me the other day. Someone uh, sent me a text message and they're like, hey, uh, it's a good friend from home. He's like, hey, like, what'd you, how did you, uh, like, what have you been doing to get cut up? And I, and I immediately wrote him like a book and I, <laughs> and I sent him like every resource I had and that I was using. And, and instead of like, I didn't diagnose at all. I didn't diagnose anything at all. Like I didn't ask him like, what's your, why, why do you want to lose? Like, wait, what is your, what's your thought process? What have you tried before? What's worked? What hasn't worked? It wasn't like, it was just me, 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 me and what I did. Mm -hmm. and, and then, man, like in his initial response, I was just like, shit, what I just said to him isn't going to help him at all. Mm -hmm. It's way too much information. It's not what he's asking for. And I, and you, and us going through this today in the pre-meeting, you should said that quote and I was like, damn it. <laughs> knew it and yeah I, I didn't and, know I screwed up and, and it's, it's tough because you want to help people right, right? and that's your, yeah. like you want you've solved you've seen that problem and you're like right. I, I've solved kind of a problem like that so like let's right. help them but again you, you like you said you're you never maybe if you diagnose that problem right and you took the time and maybe maybe that is what he needs and then you give him that solution and that's perfect right but again, like you said, if maybe you diagnose that problem even a little bit farther, you realize that's not at all what he needs. Maybe that's yeah. pushing him away. Maybe that's what the author talks about, like emotion, an emotional bank account. And maybe that's taking a withdrawal. You tried to deposit. You tried to like build this relationship. You tried to like 
here's this ton of stuff. I'm putting a lot of effort. And that guy's just like, whoa, dude, like, that's not what I wanted, you know, yeah. like, ton of, so he saw that as a withdrawal where you saw that as a deposit. And he right. talks about it in this book, like, that's a big problem with communication in relationships, in parent children, that type of thing is like, many people see things they do, like a parent, like, when they're helping their kid out, they see it as a deposit. And that kid is like, that parent just won't leave me alone. And they're yeah. seeing it withdraws. And yeah. we'll cover it later. But I mean, it, it's awesome that you brought it up. Is like, if we just take the time and it, um, everybody's guilty of this. If you just know. take the time to like realize that maybe you can make a better deposit rather than withdrawing. And if you have more deposits in everybody's emotional bank account, you're going to have better relationships. Right, right. D-Bird, I'm sorry, man. We'll, we'll work on this. You're stressing them out. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the book. The real key to your influence with me is your example, your actual conduct. Your example flows naturally out of your character or the kind of person you truly are. Not what others say you are or what you may want me to think you are. It is evident in how I actually experience you. Your character is constantly radiating communication. From it, in the long run, I come to instinctively trust or distrust you and your efforts with me. If your life runs hot and cold, if you're both mean and kind, and above all, if your private performance doesn't square with your public performance, it's very hard for me to open up with you. And this, I mean, this totally, everything, everything we say, I mean, and I, this is where like the, the first three habits are so important. Like go back and listen to those podcasts, uh, building that foundation, like, if you don't have yourself built up, if you don't have that character built up, if you don't have who you are as a person built up, none of that, like you can, you can, and I just feel like people see this too, is like, you know who a bullshitter is. Like, you know who is lying to you. You know, like who's just telling you at this moment, this, and you know, like 10 minutes later, they're going to do something else. They're going to do something different. Kind of like the snakes in your life, the snakes in your garden that you have to weed out. You have to really, before you touch any of this, before you touch any of that communication stuff with other people, you need to focus on yourself or none of this is going to matter. Yeah. And I also would, I'd like to add, like, you need to continue to build your foundation too. Like, even after it's built and you have it built solid, like, you have to keep maintaining and taking care of your foundation, checking it for cracks and because cracks can pop up, you know, like when you're building a foundation, it might not be perfect the first time. And so a crack might get through. You have to get your cement and go fill that crack in, you know? like, And you have to keep building that foundation because before you know it, if you're just focusing on the last couple of habits and you're, then your foundation's cracked, you might, I mean, you, you might have tried to build your foundation, and that's good, but like you have to continue to build it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's yeah. why I like... We say build a foundation. I don't think you ever are done building your foundation. No. One thing, your life is constantly changing. Always. And when your life constantly changes, you have different different requirements of your life, different time things, like different passions, things that you're attacking. Like your foundation ever evolves with that. Right. And like like you said, like if you're just, you built it up, like you, you read this book once and you yeah. like you like said you built your foundation and then you go five years of doing nothing. Like exactly. you're just, you're going to go back to being the same person. It's a yeah. constant process and it's a constant, really tough process really of like tough. doing the right thing over and over and over and over again, doing things right. that like you'd prefer to be doing something else. And like right. you took the time to be like, I'm going to sacrifice this for something else later, you know, like you're going right. to take that time to really invest in that foundation oh, of yourself. Dude, I've been listening to, um, I've been listening to, you have to check this out. Jordan <laughs> Pearson does a lecture on Cain and Abel. Okay. It's like the, mo it's the, it's amazing. And one of the big things he's talking about is how human beings discovered sacrifice mm -hmm. and how humans are the only animal in the animal kingdom who know what sacrifice is. Cause we can, we can, delay gratification until tomorrow and it's like one of the greatest discoveries in hum in the history of humankind and i think it's so he, he, sacrifice is such a hard thing to do but like like you said you just have to you have to do it if you're ever going to be good at anything or fulfilled in your life like sacrifice is the way to move forward in your life yeah so uh the quote on the wall is set your own house in order before you criticize others and in that chapter of jordan peterson's book he goes over that and it, he talks about in i'm sure he goes in more detail in that lecture but he talks about right. the same thing that cain and abel thing is like we like you said we're the only animals the only things that know how to do that like sacrifice now for the later and he talks about if you're not doing that like yeah. you're not 
using your potential. Like, yeah, you're just sitting there, man. And like, you're, you're not you're, advancing. You're like, you're like an animal. Like you're like these other unevolved animals that aren't moving forward in their lives. When you right. have the opportunity, you have the ability to do that. Right, right. Just look inside. And the other thing he said, insanely profound. If you aren't moving forward, it's maybe the things you love the most that are holding you back. Mm -hmm. When I heard that about a year ago, and I felt like I was getting punched in the face. Like that was just the realest thing I've ever heard in my life. So, Jordan Jordan Peterson's kind of the king of just yeah. like like writing something down that you're like, well, he uh, he added me there yeah. and just kicked me right in the balls. Yeah. So yeah. So just, I, I just feel the need to share that because we've mentioned sacrifice and it's been really big for me. So, yeah, sacrifice. Huge. Sacrifice. Huge. Going forward in life. Yes. Back to the book. Seek first to understand involves a very deep mindset shift. We typically seek first to be understood. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. They're either speaking or preparing to speak. They're either filtering everything through their own mind or um, mind thought, thoughts, wow, their own thoughts, reading their own autobiographies into other people's lives. Responses like, oh, I know exactly how you feel, or I went through the very same thing. Let me tell you about my experience. They prescribe their own glasses for everyone with whom they interact. And this goes back to that communication thing is, and I, I, I think it's tough, especially when you're meeting new people. Um, I think it's better for when you're familiar with that person. And maybe not. Maybe if you're if you're so withdrawn with that person that it's pretty tough that you're like on edge with those. And I've been in those type of like relationships with people to where you are so like on edge with everything that everything you say you have to think about your response before you say it. So you're not falling through the ice with that person. And I think that withdraws even more. But what he's saying here is like not thinking about your response. I think that's pretty... It's a different thing because you wanna you wanna have a good response for everybody, right. but while you're doing that, you're not you're not having a good response. You can think about that response all you want, but if you're not listening to what that person is saying, like what good is that response? You, right. Your topic is one on one with this person. How like if you have it preset and this person's taking that conversation a different way or wants to hear something else, that's just gonna be an emotional withdrawal from that bank. Right. Yeah, and uh, I find I see I find this so hard. Like though, because like. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to listen to every word you're saying. And, but like, if I don't try and formulate some sort of response, it's somewhat based on my life experience. I feel like the conversation is kind of like ends in a dead end. So like, but there's a way to go about it. Like, cause I fully acknowledge the fact that you, I just, you have to be able to like, you have to really try to see what the other person's trying to say for their, for them and not try and liken it to yourself like he says in the book because I also heard another some, I heard the other day that like if someone is only trying to relate their story to you when you're telling them a problem mm -hmm. and they're trying to explain how their situation is the same or worse or if they've been through it already and it's fine like they're not even a, they're not a true friend like mm -hmm. they're not a true friend they're just trying to hear their own story right. over and over yeah and uh, being around those people it, it, it's tough when you're around it because it's, it's literally just them trying, they just want it. They want a wall, you yeah. know, like they want to just hear their own story over and over yeah. again. Yeah. And I think one of the best things you can do there again is giving them you. And this is where I go back to like being that problem solver is how can you help that person get out of that? And I think listening to that person, honestly, would probably be a huge step for them because this is going to be the first person that's actually listened to their problems rather than got annoyed with listening to that problem over and over again, yeah. you know? So I, I just thought about that in my head. Like when you were saying that, I was like, wow, those, I know exactly some of those people that really annoys me. Then I was like, well, if I'm really going to go back to what I've been trying to do with my life and solving those problems, how about maybe that's a solution is like thinking about listening to them and hopefully taking them out of that cycle because you're probably the first person, if everybody thinks that way about them, you're probably the first yeah. person that's going to sit and take the time to listen to them. Yeah, and who knows what that like impact could have, you know? Yeah. If you're someone that everyone just ignores all the time and doesn't really want to be around, like, and then if you ask pointed questions and you actually listen to them, maybe that could have a really profound effect on someone. Well, at least it's certainly the best alternative, right? Because what's the other alternative? Ignore them. That's that's not good. Yeah. It's definitely not the right and then solution. They, they they either bump that, and this goes back to probably 
making the world closer to heaven than hell. Exactly. Because then they're just going to bump off that negative to somebody else right. if you're not stopping it right there. Right. You know? Right. Right. You're not taking a little piece of heaven then. Or you're not taking the opportunity and making it into heaven when you could. Right. Good. Yeah. Back to the book. When another person speaks, we're usually listening at one of four levels. We may be ignoring another person, not really listening at all. We may be practicing, pretending, and this is responses like, yeah, uh-huh, right. We may be practicing selective listening, hearing only certain parts of the conversation. We often do this with people that ramble or listening to constant chatter or preschool children. Or we may even practice attentive listening, pay attentioning, paying attention and focusing energy on the words that are being said, but very few of us really focus the, practice the fifth level and highest form of listening, empathetic listening. When I say empathetic listening, I mean listening with an intent to understand. I mean seeking first to understand, to really understand. It's an entirely different thought process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is I mean this is breaking down how. Like we have these four types of li five types of listening, but the four like we spend most of our time in the four. Mm -hmm. You know, like and I just goes back. I just thought about this right now. It probably goes back to like our skill set is these are easier, and when they're easier, we practice them more. And then yeah. we get better at these four. So they're yeah. easier and then we're getting better at being easy rather than really taking the time to get good at that fifth level. And easy is never worthy. You know, like easy is never going to lead to the path that you want to become so well. And he, talk, he breaks it down. This is one thing, again, we talk about this all the time. This book is not quick hacks. He says explicitly in this book, like, this is going to take a lot of time. If you're not the person you want to be, none of this is going to matter. You can, he's like, this is not a quick hack. You can't just do this with anybody. Like you have to have trust built up with that person to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. And I, I just love that about this book. Cause he could say like, here's a couple tips to practice mm -hmm. listening. And he's like, none of that's going to work. Like maybe you get that short term, like somebody believes you for a little bit, but then their BS detector goes off and they realize like, that's not, you're trying to persuade them into something. You're trying to get something out of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, and like, like you said, like the BS meter is so real, like empathetic listening. I want to touch on that. Like trying to relate to what you were saying there, like the, the BS meter is high and like people can tell that, but like when you, if you're able to transition to an empathetic listener, which is honestly, it's got to be one of the hardest parts of advice. This book can, is probably going to try and hand out and for mm -hmm. you to put into practice. Like to be an empathetic listener and to really sit there and try and understand what someone is saying is something I so rarely do throughout the course of my day. Mm -hmm. Like I realize, and in reflecting before the podcast and during our podcast, I realize there's so few times during the day where I'm like actively trying to understand what someone else is saying. It's kind of, it's, it's insane. I think people, some people have done a great job of that who've really been able to cultivate that, Andrew and Declan. Yeah. They, they seem like they've really been able to learn how to like listen empathetically and pull out, um, nuggets, nuggets. Sure. <laughs> and, and pull out what the person's really trying to get at. And say. Yeah. And that, uh, that was one thing I, I, I was, we were talking, I was trying to look back at the book and like, think I had a thought process, thought process. What was I trying to say? And it was, this is one of the biggest things I think we've had a growth with, like 100%. Yeah. Right. It's like, we were talking about like how much, like the last couple podcasts where you and I are just on, like I felt like we were flowing better and it just yeah. felt like we were talking and like actually able to go. And I think, like if you think about it, like we're growing in this regard to where, the, and I think it goes back to we're not so stressed out about having to say something because it's not our first time with the mic in our head. So we're not thinking about what we have to say in our head before we yeah. say it. We're actually able to just flow and talk. And listen to the person, you know? And I think it's shown up, like, so much better is, like, I'm able to listen to you rather than think about what I'm going to say next. Mm -hmm. And it's still, and I think we can grow in this regard even more just because, oh, yeah. so it's not, we're not, it's, it's, it's different with the podcast because we have to have things set. So we have to, like, have kind of a plan for the, the, the talk. But we're also, like, I think we're able to do a much better job of just being able to listen rather than... Mm -hmm shit, I need to like think about what I'm saying next, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of, it's like a learned skill. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like you said, I definitely think we've improved. And it's made the conversation so much better. Like, I get so much more out of it. Not yeah. that that's the right reason to like want to do it. 
because you want to do it because it's the right thing to do. But like in addition to doing it because it's the right thing to do, I've gotten way more out of it. And we're growing in the skill set. One of my and that's what I, I love about these podcasts is like every single time we leave a podcast, yeah. we like both of us know if we like crushed or not. You know, yeah. like we know like I'll text Greg after a podcast and we'll be like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what'd you think? Yeah. And I know we did not have a good podcast and Greg will be like yeah, no. And I was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was just making sure we're on the same page there. And yeah. like the podcast, we think we like, we, whenever we think we had like a really good conversation, we're both on the same page. I, I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, we've never really been like one person thought we yeah. crushed and one person thought it was crap. Like we've been pretty much on the same page there. For sure. Just about every single time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Specifically think of the times where we didn't crush it. <laughs> didn't crush it. It's a shitty feeling. Honestly, like, yeah. Then that was, it's tough to go and it goes back to like dealing with those failures is like it's really tough to like bomb out on this something like a podcast and then like almost realizing like you're bombing out while you're doing it because there's, there's no going <laughs> yeah. back like there's yeah. no going back and one of the tough things was like yeah we had been crushing and this is i think it goes back to life and it could be a life lesson like it doesn't yeah. matter the mountains you're on like i felt like we had been crushing podcasts we did three in a row crush crush <laughs> crush greg and i were freaking hyped about all these podcasts like, it was yeah. awesome we're like yes let's go like let's podcast like, let's get this next one in and then we freaking bombed and it was like bombed and literally like we texted each other and it was literally we just needed like a four-day break and we yeah. just like oh man like i was dreading the next podcast i was like i was physically and like mentally drained from that podcast for like four days and i was yeah. like damn dude and then we like got a little momentum back and like we hit our next podcast. And that was another thing. Like when you hit a failure, you don't freaking stop. When you get drained, yeah. you don't stop. You just push through. And then I think we've been banging out the last couple podcasts and it's I felt agree. good. Yeah, it's been fun. And it's also good too because like, I think when it's just us two, we've had more podcasts like that. I still think we're developing our guest and interview type. Yeah. And deal. I think that goes back to like our practice again too. We've had probably... 10 podcasts together and we've had five podcasts with different guests you know and even each guest is completely different to where we have to learn the guests well, you know and, and we've also just been doing what we're doing right now for the last five years just off camera yeah and, and it's just and, but, talking but like a lot more off color words yeah back to the book and I, I i freaking love this quote right here satisfied needs do not motivate it's only the unsatisfied need that motivates. Next to physical survival, the greatest need of a human being is psychological survival. To be understood, to be affirmed, to be validated, to be appreciated. And this is, I, I, love, I love this part is like satisfied needs do not motivate because it's something I've been really, really trying to fight in my life. Um, biggest thing is like in my life I felt like I've, I've reached mountains and then when I reach the mountain to get the next motivation, I fucking tank my life. I do like go to a valley and it's like after high school football, like I was on a mountain and then college football popped up in a fucking tank and like everything's just struggle, struggle, struggle. Yeah, same. College football, we peak or at the mountain and then after losing that passion a little bit and this fucking tank and just in this dark spot for like six months. And my next like biggest focus in my life is not to have this like thought process of satisfied needs do not motivate. So either trying to keep my needs up or just finding something to stay on top of that mountain. And that's, that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna ever just stay on top of that mountain and like fucking everything's perfect, dude. No, you're gonna go through valleys, but my big focus now in life is, and I had a discussion with a guy about this and it was, it was awesome, it's just like, Finding a way to make those valleys shallower and like you, you, you fail, you go through those valleys, you're always gonna do that unless you're living life in a friggin' bubble. Like yeah. you're gonna go through that valley, but it's just shallower. And then you're able to right. learn and turn things around and look at these habits, look yeah. at these principles of your life and realize, okay, what's going on in my life that we're through this valley, like something's up. We're not living our life, we're not having our foundation set in the right part. Yeah. And then be able to turn around and then those valleys are shallower, those mountains are higher and more often. And then we go that. from there. Love that. I love that you said that. Um, I, I had a similar way of, I had a similar thought and kind of uh, revelation the other day in, in a different like use of words. Like in the same Canyon Able lecture I've been listening to in the last two, three days, I think, it, he was talking about how like when your life isn't going the way you want it to go, it is not the universe, it's not God that is 
that is punishing you. It is you are not acting in the proper manner. Like yeah. that is the truth. Well, that was that was Peterson's quote: "Is yeah. um, maybe it's not the world, maybe it's you." Yeah, exactly. And I, I love. Yeah. I posted that quote on Instagram, and everybody had yeah. a shit story. Everyone gets it pissed. Was, it was so funny. It was yeah. like, but when I talked to him, I, it was like five or six people responded to this nugget of the day. I said, "Maybe it's not wow. the world, maybe it's you." <laughs> and everybody is like, "That everybody. is like no." There's situations, this, 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 and I'm like, "Let's look at these situations. Let's talk about where we are with this situation and why we're in that situation." And this is the BS, is because like, yes. I know it's true. Like, like when we talk about the principles of life, like he posts. He, these are things you can't fight in your life, no matter how hard and like, no matter, you can't fight these things in your yeah. life. They're going to rule over you. Stop fighting them. Your life will, if you stop fighting them, your life is going to be, you're going to set yourself free. Yeah. And this is, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's easier to live without these principles. This is the thing. It's easier to live your life without these principles, without these habits. I've done it before. I've done it for 20 years of my life. You can succeed without these principles, but it's fucking random. I'm telling you right now, any listener that you're listening and it's like, no, I'm feeling good. I'm telling you, you can reach the highest freaking mountains without these principles. You can do it whatever way you want to do it. You can reach these mountains and then something fucking random, that chaos is going to come into your life and you're going to have no idea what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You need to have some set principles, wow. some set habits, something that you base your life off of because whether you like it or not, they're there. They're, they're bars. They're, they're things that are going to be there regardless. And when that chaos hits, it's going to what keeps you from crashing all the way down to the bottom of that valley right. or it's going to keep you from just going down a little bit and then realizing my habits, my principles aren't in the right way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because when that valley hits, when you when you run into that wall, when you encounter the the, the monster, the dragon, the, the beast, the, whatever obstacle, like if you take these principles, if you take the outlook that like maybe it's me, not the world, then you're able to solve it and fix it and move forward. Yeah. And I think that's been a massive mindset shift in me as well. Like, yeah, and I love the point is it's not like – if you don't accept that responsibility, yeah. the alternative is you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you accept that you have no control. You accept yeah. that the world rules. You accept that yeah. everything in your life is chaos. Screw that. It, it doesn't make it just to, to me it doesn't make any sense of there's no there's no reason for that. Like screw that. Yes. Mm, we got to go back to the book before yeah. I rant. Back no, rant. I want to hear your rant. 244 <laughs> now we're talking about how to use these um, Dude, how to this, use this is our that's one of our things man we gotta be better listeners right get, there we were ranting we were ranting <laughs> but we were ranting with each other we were listening to each that's other true, we, we were bouncing off we were, maybe we were podcasts that they aren't talking to us right. so back to the book if you don't have confidence in a diagnosis you won't have confidence in a prescription This principle is also true in sales. An effective salesperson first seeks to understand the needs, the concerns, the situation of the customer. The amateur salesman sells products. The professional salesman sells solutions to the needs and problems. It's a totally different approach. The professional learns how to diagnose, how to understand. He also learns how to relate people's needs to his products and services. And he has to have the integrity to say, my product or service will or will not meet that need. And this, this breaks down a ton of things. One, if you don't have confidence in diagnosis, you won't have confidence in a prescription. This is, you, you have to have your why. You know, you have to have that burning fire inside of you. If not, you're selling snake oil. It doesn't matter if that snake oil works. If you don't believe in it, if you don't truly, if you're selling it for money, if you're just trying to get this person to do it, you need to have that why. You need to have a passion behind what you're doing. That's, that's the first thing I take away from this. Mm-hmm. I, I agree as well. Um, and if you do have that why, it's really incredible what you're able to accomplish. Like Steve Harrell, he's like never had any sales experience. I don't even think Steve had ever had a full-time job his entire life. And he's totally bought in on what he's selling now. And he's, uh, I think he's crushing it. I think he's like the number one salesman in his company right mm-hmm. now. And, and same thing with like uh, Joey Puck. I talked to Joey yeah. Puck, same thing. Salesman, he just talks about like, he freaking believes in himself and he believes in what the company's doing and he crushes, dude. He like crushes. He, he's the number one salesman every single quarter. You know, like every single time they have one of these competitions, he crushes it because he believes in the system, he believes in the diagnosis, you know, yeah. like he believes in what they're doing and then he can prescribe something for it. He can sell it. Yeah. And this goes to the second part of this, which is like it's true in sales. Like 
obviously salesperson is like the amateur person sells the products they sell nothing behind those products where the professional the person that's really good at their job they sell the needs to the problems they sell the solutions right, right. you know like they're they're becoming that problem solver right. not the problem finder and this right. is this is one thing like i did with with my gym this is one of my biggest focuses one because i realized when I, when I was younger and like when I first saw this stuff, I was all about the weight room. I was all about like this is this is your entire life. And like when I started to open my eyes, I'm like this is such a small part of people's lives, yeah. if you make it that way, you know. So what I saw the problem in the world is people need communities, people need belief systems sure. in themselves, people need a foundation to which, when their life is fucking struggling, they have people they can go to, they can have a support system, they can have something. Exactly. So that's what I wanted to create, you know, like. I, I really like realize like, yes, biceps are cool, but that's not that's not the problem. You know, like people are not miserable because they have small biceps. Right. They're miserable because they don't belong to a community. They're miserable because they don't have a why. They're miserable because they don't have foundations set within themselves. So that that's what this is. You know, I, one of the one of the um, guys at the back pocket guys had on. He's the sweaty nomad. He he calls it like finding your church. You know, like, mm-hmm. and Jordan Peterson talks about it too, and and Rogan. Like everybody talks about like. One of the main reasons the church is so powerful and like so good for people is it brings them together. You know, like it brings them together. It brings a why, a common why for everybody, why they're living their life, a passion and a foundation for people to go to, like a rock. Like mm-hmm. that is always there for them no matter what their life is. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, again, and like I don't want to say like we're friggin' a church, you know, like not, but like find people's church. It's like, how can they find a community? Like if somebody's not a part of a church or even if they are, something like to where they can have a secondary community. They can have right. something that supports them through this process of life. Exactly. Yes. Um, and that that is so essential to human um, life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just read, have you read the book Tribe by Sebastian Younger? Mm-mm. Whatever. I've been recommended it like 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, the, this is, it's literally the entire book. And so the, the author is New York Times bestseller multiple times over. He's a, uh, the whole theme of the book is like is how human beings used to live in tribes. It used mm-hmm. to be groups of 100, 150 people, and everyone knew everybody's name, and it was a it was 150 people united in just a case of survival, because like, mm-hmm. that was what it was at the time. There wasn't any um, you had a role in the community, and you tried to fulfill it as best as you could, and it was like life or death. Like you're fighting off lions, bears, tigers. That was the reality they mm-hmm. faced. Didn't know where their food was coming from the next day. And I said, in modern society, we've lost that. Like, we live in these massive houses with four people in it. We have no real need for community. And the specific example he cited as to how bad we need it is, like, is veterans. Veterans who went off to the war and they fought, they would come back and they just said, like, yeah, it was, like, the greatest time of my life. Mm-hmm. I would never want to trade it for anything else. And that's why – and he – I don't. I, I don't want to mess up the statistics here because they're pretty. They're a pretty bold claim. It was something like, like seventy percent of people who have PTSD were not even like in a firefight or in a gunfight, mm-hmm. but they just have. It's a. It's kind of like a wrong diagnosis in calling it PTSD, but they just want that community back. Like they're depressed because they had such a tight knit and close community, and. They want that back more than anything. And so they're depressed that they don't have it anymore. And they're back in my society. They don't have that tribe. And yeah. Like you said, like that's what this community offers a big part of that in your life. But that, 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 that's so true. It's like I, I've been writing every single morning. Um, we've, been doing, I, we've been doing like a mastermind coaches meetup. And one of our challenges for 70 diet, 75 days is to write every morning and go through that process. And one of the things I've been writing is like, just writing about football and just writing about things I thought about. And like, I really broke down, like, honestly, like if I think about it, like I didn't, I didn't love football, like, like football, the sport. I honestly, like a lot of the pressures and a lot of things like it made me do and think about, like, I kind of hated football. The, what I loved about football and what I played it for was that tribe feeling. Like I had like just having that passion of like every single person depends on you and you depend on every single person, you know? And it's like that blood, sweat and tears of, I don't think for me honestly I don't think it depend no matter what sport it was in it was that tribe if yeah. I if I had decided to be a baseball player I think it would have been the same way it's just like right that that tribe that it built right and when I've been writing about this is like that's what I need to I, I really want to create again here or in some sort of business realm is building that tribe of people right. like people that maybe they're they're 
part of that barbell mangler group. They're part of the general population and they don't have that tribe. And maybe for an hour every single day, they're with that same person and they're building that tribe, they're building that trust, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that's so much more important than anything else. You know, like, again, having a foundation, having something to fall back on, having people in your life that really care about you. Right, yeah, I agree. Couldn't be said better. Um, Yeah, I think that's a, it's like why CrossFit's so popular. It's such a cult. And that's like one of the things like, Rogan talks about is like CrossFit like again the physical part sucks like it, it's hard uh, and like it, it's not the best way to achieve your results you know like that like don't do it if you're a football player and that's the thing is like what it's phenomenal at and what why he says it's like not the worst thing is because it builds a community like and again like one it's it's getting people to do something yeah. and then two it's getting people connected with other people it's building that tribe again which yeah. is way more important than anything else, you know? Way more important than them sitting on the couch and eating potato chips, eating potato chips watching Netflix by themselves, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So back to the book. Our, perce- our perceptions can be vastly different, and yet we both have lived with these thought processes for years and think they are, in quotations, facts. And questioning the character or mental competency of anyone who can't see, in quotations, the facts. And this is... It goes back to what we've been talking about a lot of times is like the struggle of, I think, the ego of like, it's your way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And I think seeing all the successful people live, not all the successful people, but a lot of the successful, all those alpha males in your life is, that's kind of how they display it. So I think a lot of people copy that, you know, they go through their life trying to copy that and it just spreads a little bit to where if you really take a step back again, like, it doesn't have to be your way or the highway. It can be like, we can share this highway. Yeah, and we right. can figure it out a better path. We can race on this highway and try and push each other to be better. Try and push each other. Yeah, exactly. Or if your uh, your tire goes flat, like I can help you on this highway rather than like just running them off the highway. Slushing people on yeah. the highway. And damaging your car and their car at the same time. Or uh, it goes back to like, what was the man who was alone, you know, like in his mm-hmm. fight? Because then nobody else is there to pick him up. Like, yeah. If it's your way or the highway and you and you succeed, sweet, you succeeded. Now you're by yourself. What Enjoy do you do that, now, man? If you're by yourself, you're doing this and you don't succeed. Now what, dude? Like nobody's there to help you. You messed everybody up. You're by yourself. What are you gonna do now? Like, where's your next step? Yeah, uh, I love. I I just love that quote. It's like, what was the man who who's alone in basically the fights? You know, like you you need other people there for when you fall to pick right. you up, yeah. and you need. I, and it's not in the quote, but you need other people there when you succeed. Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise, it's pointless. It's worthy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's, I mean, the greatest, the greatest compliment I always shared, like, and the best, the most reward I've ever gotten is from being part of teams. And yeah, it's just, it's all, like you said, yeah. Everything's shared. Bring other people along with you. That's the way forward. That's the way human race is going to move forward that's the way you're going to move forward yeah absolutely love it back to the book so now that we uh seek first to understand other people we need to talk about going back to that win-win mentality of you can't just be pushed over you know like you need other people so you heard their side of the thing how now can you be understood how can you get your point across so you're not just pushed over so you take the time to understand that person they're not taking the time to understand you how can you be understood and one of the most, and he goes back to it. It's going to sound like we're re- reiterating ourselves, but it goes back to putting the sequence. And he says, the way we usually do it, the way we try to solve all of our issues is we put what we need first. He's like, I need this done. I need to do this. I need this. I need this. He puts the logic first, the thing first. Then it goes, charges the relationship that you have together. And then it goes to your character, to who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And what he says, when you do this, how to be understood, you need the base it first of who you are as a person. You have to have that set. Because who you are as a person is gonna go back to how your relationship with that person is. If you have a good who you are as a person, your relationship with that person is probably gonna be pretty good. You know, like you found yourself, you're able to help them find yourself, you have that relationship, you have that emotional bank account solved. Then you go to how can we solve this? How can we make this a win-win solution? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a just a powerful like mindset shift of almost, nah, I don't wanna sound like, but base, how do you get people that help you? How do you get people to do what you want to do? You know, like, yeah. and it's, you don't, like you get people to believe in what you believe in. You get people to believe in you, you know, like you get that process and it takes, he talks about it here is like, 
it takes way longer. It's way harder to do. You can try and big dick people all you want. You can try and be the alpha dog all you want and boss people around. And he says, yes, that'll work for a little bit. You'll use up all that power. And then people are going to turn their backs on you. Sure. People are going to do a half-ass work and they're not going to do what you need them to do. Right. Yeah. And then they're going to even probably try to sabotage you. Exactly. And they're going to try and take that alpha dog role. And then what they're going to do when they get that is because they've been treated badly, they're probably going to do the same thing. It's exactly. just going to create that process of hell. Yeah. And that's, uh, see, I love how he lays it out too. And like, he gives you an alternative remedy than just trying to like shout and scream your way to power. And like, I've seen this happen in my own life. I've seen so many leaders who, who just screamed their way to the top and just tried to stomp out any opposition throughout the way. And like, it worked and they're at the top, but they can get a lot better and they don't because they don't, aren't willing to change their mindset and perspective. Now, it's kind of led me to go the total opposite other way. For a lot of time in college, like, I was definitely a pushover. Like, I didn't have enough backbone. Like, I didn't stand up for what I believed in. And so I really appreciate this book giving us a little remedy on how to do how to do just that, stand up for what you believe in and, and do it in a manner that's going to get people to believe in you, not um, just kind of alpha them. And I, mean, I hate using the word alpha because that's not an alpha thing. Like, that's just being a dick. Yeah, but I think it goes back to, like, that... Um what we talked about last week of like balancing out your win lose and win win. Like if, you, if yeah. you're not win winning, at some point somebody's winning, somebody's losing, and if somebody's losing, both of you are gonna end up losing exactly. in the end. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. It's all about finding. Yeah. Yeah. Finding the balance. Mm -hmm. Good. Back to the book. It's the inside out approach, and as you do it, watch what happens to your circle of influence, because you really listen, you become influenceable, and being influenceable is the key to influencing others. Your circle begins to expand. You increase your ability to influence many of the things in your circle of concern and watch what happens to you. The more deeply you understand other people, the more you will appreciate them. The more you will love them, the more you will feel about them. To touch the soul of another human being is to walk the unholy ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your circle expands as you seek to understand people. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the truth. And just... Going back to when you build up yourself, people see that, you know, like yeah. people see way more than what you think. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, it's very, very powerful. It's like seeing that in your own life. It's like when you figure your shit out, like how many more opportunities come into your life? How many more people come into your life? How many more good things are you bringing into your life? Mm -hmm. And you'll be really surprised at how many people you bring along without even trying. Yeah. And when you do that, it all goes back to that momentum too. It's like it, once you start... It builds, it builds, it builds, and then it's like almost uncontrollable, like how powerful Sick. this. That's how you become a person like Jordan Peterson, you know, yeah, like right. You start with such small steps, and like it just goes to where he's inspiring millions upon millions of people every single day to change their lives. Yeah, and he's doing like he's doing the the most good. Like he's staving off evil in the world. He's making good in the world. Like, and it all started when he was like twenty six. Yeah, and it started with thought processes like this, you know, yeah. like, like this book to where all he did was he fixed himself, you know, exactly. He fixed himself and he talks about it all the time. It's like looking what he relates it to is like, or how he does it is talks about like looking at how evil he could be and really understanding that part of himself, mm -hmm. you know, and, but it really comes back to understanding his whole self, you know, understanding who he is as a human, what he's capable of. And then going from there once he's able to you can't understand anybody else if you don't understand yourself exactly yeah yeah absolutely like and he i feel like he understands the deepest darkest parts of the human being's soul mm -hmm. it's like he can really understand people that's a place i haven't really tried to take myself and i'm a big like history buff and i love reading him i don't love it but i i find a lot of value in reading about the holocaust the gulag and all those events and like yeah, you have to know, you have to know just how evil you are mm -hmm. in order to make sure you don't become that, you know, if you're not aware of that, how shitty of a person you can become, then you don't know. I, I think you don't know how good of a person you can become yeah, too. Sure. You know, it goes back to like, 
whatever reaches the heaven has roots in hell. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that quote of just yeah. like, you got to know how low you can go to find out how high you can go. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not one or the other. Like you're, you're this combination of a person. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Back to the book. And if you're highly proactive, you create opportunities to do pre preventative work. You don't have to wait until your son or daughter has a problem with school or you have to wait or, or until your next business negotiation to seek first to understand. Spend time with your children now, one-on-one. -on -one. Listen to them. Understand them. Look at your home, at school life, at the challenges and problems they are facing through their eyes. Build the emotional bank account. Mm -hmm. Give them air. Go out with your spouse on a regular basis. Have dinner or do something together you enjoy. Listen to each other. Seek to understand. See life through each other's eyes. Mm -hmm. And this, again, goes back to the emotional bank account of... Withdraw, 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 wait to that last second, try and solve the shit storm that happens. And I see, I think you see this in almost like so many relationships. Doesn't matter how long they've been together, doesn't matter. Maybe those relationships have been together for a long time. Maybe they're just better at solving those shit storms, but the shit storms always happen. Mm -hmm. And what he's saying here is like they don't have to. Like, yes, again, it goes back to those valleys. It's like, yes, you're gonna have those valleys or struggles but it doesn't mean they have to go all the way down it doesn't mean they have to ruin both of you right you know like be preventative don't just ask when there's a problem like mm -hmm. solve communicate be preventive same thing with like in the weight room like you want to relate yeah. it to that you want to you want to not get injured be preventive with stuff yeah other than just running on the field like don't just run on the field in your relationships you know like yeah. don't just sprint out there <laughs> and you're like ah oh, shit pulled my hammy like ah oh, shit pulled this relationship you know like yeah. Always be proactive. Right. Yeah, I love how we're relating it to the weight room because I, that's something that I'm, I'm sucky at. I'm really good at getting down and getting that into business and getting after in the weight room, but I'm terrible at, at preventing injury. Like I'm kind of, but it's, it's very preventable. It's just roll out, stretch, um, pay attention to how you're feeling, take cold showers, ice, and you know, it's like do the prehab. Mm -hmm. do the prehab pre in your life take care of your wife and don't be lazy <laughs> yeah yeah it's just really what it comes down to don't be lazy and don't me. don't let those like satisfied needs like yeah solve your problems you know i think yeah. that's a lot that's a that's yes. a big problem in a lot of relationships and yes. you know like you just you feel like that need is met and then yes. like it doesn't motivate you anymore you know exactly. continue to find that motivation through that and then which will end up keeping you proactive you know mm -hmm. it'll end up keeping you fixing these problems and growing rather than solving the shit storm and yeah. walking backwards yeah like yeah your life can change at a drop of a hat like you don't know you always have to i love what you said I remember you my dad asked you for advice on something <laughs> and you were like keep fighting and acting like you like you're that 22-year-old kid again, that 23-year-old kid again who's looking for the girl, who's looking for the job, who's looking for everything and doesn't have it yet. Like, that's how every day should be approached, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Good. Kick ass. I think we freaking crushed this one. Yeah, we did. Right. Life updates, baby. What's Life up? Life updates. We started training. Um, well, last week, had a, been having a quad issue. That bothered me a lot last week after my squat day. So I have been sitting with the barbell and smashing my quad and it's feeling a lot better um, a week later. And I've got deload week next week. I'll definitely smash all my goals that I set. I'm thinking as of now, um, I should even with the strained quad. And then I'm sorry, the next cycle will be my goal for the summer is to heal my quad and to, um, and to improve, well, no, yeah, improve my muscular imbalance between my legs. So that'll be good. I'm, I'm excited. So then come wintertime, I can get real big and strong. And then come summertime, cut down again next Shreddy time. Shreddy spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a good little plan in my head and I'm excited for it. Um, so that's training. You've been traveling a lot? I have been. I've been traveling too much. I went... Uh, did we have a podcast? Yeah, we did. I went to Nashville two weeks ago, which was super fun. 
highly recommend anybody go if you're a fan of country music or really just a fan of music. And the food down there is excellent. Um, man, it's, it's just a hell of a time. Like I, I recommend everyone go. Um, and then last weekend, my grandma and grandpa had their 60th wedding anniversary. Mm. So I went home to Chicago for that. And I got to see my entire family, which was great. Um, man, I, I love them a lot. And um, they do a lot for me. And they're really rejuvenating to be around. And, uh, um, and my grandma and grandpa, man, like, I mean, they're the goal, you know, they're, uh, and they're a great example of all the things we talk about. Like, mm -hmm. it's not easy. None of this is easy, but mm -hmm. it's seek first to understand then to be understood. I mean, my grandma especially lives that and she's like the glue that holds our family together as my grandpa, but he's more of like the, the disciplinarian guy. Mm -hmm. And so it was. So it was great. They deserve all the attention they've been getting, and it was awesome. Sixty years is the diamond anniversary, and mm. it's awesome. It's a long time. Just awesome. And then my cousin had a twenty-first birthday party, and my aunt had a. Well, I'm not gonna say her age, but she also had a birthday, <laughs> she had a birthday party. She had a birthday party so after that, <laughs> so we went out for those two, and that was super fun. Good as a family. Yeah. All right. I, I thought thought about this the other day. Um, What's something before we uh, start the next podcast that you want to accomplish during this next week? Sorry to put you on the spot. But no, it's great. I yeah. love it. Uh, I want to practice with practice guitar with Lauren and Josiah. Mm. Get the band do together. You know, do you know Lauren Bigsby? Um, I don't Josiah's know. Josiah's girlfriend. I don't know. You you've talked about her and how like she's an amazing singer. Amazing singer yeah, you've yeah. her out a bunch. Yeah, so we're having practice Thursday. We've been trying to schedule it forever. But I was driving back on Saturday night, and I was, it was probably like 1 in the morning. <laughs> Get those car ride vibes. My dad and my mom and I are awake and asleep, and, and Soft. you know, I had a couple of drinks, and I was playing, I was on the ox, and I texted him, I was like, guys, we got to do this, like, no, like, I've, this has been on my mind way too long, and, and we're getting in a band together on Thursday. <laughs> So I'm ex I'm that's what needs to happen. I love it. So you just gotta make it happen. Yeah, I'm excited. Good stuff. Yeah, I was ripping guitar for like <laughs> three hours before I came here. <laughs> oh, fingers just bleeding. Oh man. Yeah. Um. So that I don't think there's anything else. What about you? Tell us training. Training. Operation Marcus is starting, baby. So Marcus will be taking over uh, all of our video production, all of our content creation. Um, He's going to be an intern for us. Um, one of the cool ideas he wanted to do is uh, like a 12-week vlog. We might go a little bit longer. might go as long as we want, but he's just he's going to work out with us. He's going to hop into our workout um, and train with us, and he's going to be recorded his transfer, like his before pictures and like what he's been doing and how he feels. He's just going to record all of our workouts and make a vlog every week, and we're hopefully look at how we started and then how we finished mm -hmm. and like the process through it. I'm super excited for it. Um, he, he'll be here on some of these podcasts, helping videotape some of this stuff, get this message out there more. Um, but kid's a stud. He, uh, he, I, I talked to, I put, I put out a job search for this, um, for this marketing spot. I wanted somebody like Thomas Grillo has been doing a bunch of stuff for us for like taking sh photos and that type of thing, but he's pretty busy. So I wanted somebody that could intern and do this and really want to get into this. And I talked to a bunch of people and like, I, 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 met uh, Marcus at a Starbucks and he's wearing a full suit like this kid's prepared I was like damn like we're ready to go like check good mark there he has a whole portfolio uh, on his portfolio he has he's just super prepared like he has all these photos he's gonna show me he had a bunch of ideas he looked at all the Instagram and he had ideas like here's how I think I can improve here's how I think my talents can help you and I was like this kid like I, I met with a couple people before and I'm like really wasn't impressed. I was like, eh, maybe we can make this work. But I'm like, this is the best. Like, this is like your first impression when you're doing like a job interview, that type of thing. Like, that's kind of like, that's probably the best you're ever going to get out of that person. You know, like that's the yeah. most they're ever going to want it. That's the most their needs are ever going to be like, they're pursuing this. Right. And if that's not super high right away, like shit, what are you going to do with that? And Marcus just crushed it. So I was like, Sick. Oh hell yeah, we're going to dominate this. So our, our goal there is just build a community through this. So Mark's going to be vlogging, hopefully bringing a couple of people. We have a couple of people working out with us. One of the best things is like, 
this is the first time in a long time I haven't had to work out by myself. Um, yeah. And just like at, at Olaf for a while, I got to work out with uh, another coach there, Coach Mitchell, your beast. Um, and that was ton. We, we weren't doing it on the same program, but at least it was somebody to lift with. Um, yeah. And now we got the same program and we're back on it. And like, it's sick. Yeah, it, it's so much fun. It's so it, needed. Too. It's so much fun just like pushing. So today it was raining outside. It was pouring when we started. And one of our things is 100 tire flips um, as a group. So we're just doing it as a time. And this isn't CrossFit or anything like that. We just did. Oh, yeah. One of our goals is to have like challenges that brings the team together. Right. And hopefully we can beat next week. So we had a exactly. tire out there. Um, and it was raining out. And honestly, I wrote up, as you can see on here, I put what we were going to do today. And I said, or if raining, we have this workout. Right. They saw the workout. And I'm like, well, it's pouring out. So we got this workout. And one of the guys is like, fuck no. We're going to go out there in the rain. I'm like. All right, we're going out there in the rain. It's just something we wouldn't have done at all if it was by ourselves. Like, if all exactly. of us were by ourselves, we, yeah. we would have just done the second workout. And the second workout honestly sucks. Like, that would have been tough to do. But yeah. we did the rain workout. We did all our sprints. We did all of our dynamic stuff out in the workout. And we did our 100 tire flips in 9 minutes, 30 seconds. So we're going to crush that next week. We're shooting for 7.30. We're going to crush that. Yeah. Um, and we're just going. I love it so far, Dude, though. Mark, like three days beast. In. That's yeah. awesome. I'm excited. Shout out, Mark. Yeah. Way to show us all to make a first impression. For yeah, they dominated, dude. Um, what, about, uh, what about so that's your training cycle for the next twelve weeks? Yep. Is it any like anything specific, or is it just kind of like um, standard training? A little bit standard, just adapting off how Marcus is doing and making it a lot, a lot of like a lot of challenges in there to yeah. basically bring everything together. Um, Push but yeah. most of it's just kind of like, honestly like I'm adding in a lot of stuff for softball we got a big softball tournament so we're building up for that so it's a little bit of a peaking thing for that month and a half away yep month and a half away big time gilman days i'm freaking i gotta buy mitt it's gonna be awesome i got one for you all right yeah we got one um but yeah oh man i got to practice yeah you gotta practice dude these guys are legit these guys are legit Um, (laughs) can't just show up what about so so that's training Mm -hmm. what about life life well, this is uh, we're in it dude yeah. um we bumped up to like four and a half hours of sleep this week so we've been crushing that uh we're moving up we are moving up though we're we're getting more hours of sleep everything's chilling out just a little bit um Good. we got the logos on the wall uh i'm freaking in love with them um two quotes we got up is set your own house in order before you criticize others and then the other one is when you look in the mirror who stares back at you these are two things that like I really needed to focus on, so I put them up in my gym because it's my gym, and I think a lot of people also need to focus on it. Is like when you look in the mirror, who stares back at you? Is it like who you want to be? I think this has multiple meanings. Like, is it who you want to be, and then is it like the best version of yourself yeah. that you are? Yeah. You know, like, and I think a lot of times in my life, I would stare in the mirror, and it would be kind of like a stranger staring back. So like I wanted to put that quote up to remind myself, like, is this who you want to be? Is this who you want to go forward as? Is this you? And then again, pushing yourself to be like, is this the best version of you? And going like, forward there. Well, Michael Jackson. Uh, stunting with the man in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, not a Michael Jackson fan. But what? Yeah, I only like a couple songs of his. <sighs> you love that song. But yeah. And that's then sick. That's, that's our, awesome. That's our life right now. Building up this gym, dude. Yeah. Making everything happen. And then... What is one thing you want to accomplish in a week's time when we record again? Uh, so it's a little bit of a cop-out because I already had this question this week, but I'm starting the meditation app this week. So Headspace? Uh, no, no, no. So I'm starting my own. So we're, oh, I just got to start. That's right. Yeah. So we're building that up. Um, and my biggest thing this week is actually starting to record them. So I want to get like 60 days of meditations recorded before we produce it. So sure. the people that sign up, they get a meditation every single day. And we're 60 days ahead before we produce it or let everything out. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the goal there. Start recording those this week. Dope. Yeah. That's sick. Um, sounds like you're in a good spot. Trying to dominate, baby. Making moves. That's right. Making moves. That's our only goal. Every day. Every day. Push forward. Effort. Discipline. Great determination. <laughs> Every day. And that will lead us to our closing. Um, how you can support the podcast. Follow on Instagram at Austin Yoakum. At the Instagram page, you can find the website. Click the link in the Instagram page to get to the website where you can buy programming or you can inquire through direct messaging on Instagram. As uh, millennials would say, slide into Austin's <laughs> DMs on Instagram. 
Um, again, join the programming. Um, you can tell Austin exactly what you want and he'll write it up for you. Like if you want to be a CrossFit loser, okay, sorry, that was harsh. If you want to be a, if you want to have some more like CrossFit style, super high intensity workouts, Austin will tell you what he thinks of that and he's still programming for you if that's what you really want to do. Like, but he'll do it in a manner that's better, healthier, and just well, overall better for you. Like, cause you probably don't know what you're doing. So just take advice from the expert. Um, and then if you're not happy with your program or you want to change up your program or you want new goals, like he can do that for you as he's done for me. And I've made huge progress in every single one of my lifts and I'm going to continue to make the progress. He's been wearing a cutoff the past couple of days of the podcast because his biceps are sticking out. He's been flexing on everybody. Um, but for real though, like I love it. I've never had bicep pain in my life and I have one now. Mm. Coming in baby, let's Sick. go. And then so RBT on the website, you can also buy RBT resistance band training bands. Um, our friend Carter Schmitz and his dad run that company. Well, his dad runs that company and affordable, um, very durable is what you want. Affordability is key when it comes to bands. Also on the website, ghost fit clothing, you can find all of your Yoakum strength apparel at ghostfit.com company run by our friend, Josh parks. Um, be on the lookout for Anatomy Tuesdays with my roommate, Mark Amick, and Austin's good friend, both a former teammate of ours. Um, videos are dope. And be on the lookout and make, shoot them a request if you want um, them to focus on a certain muscle and how you can train that muscle or how you can mobilize that muscle or how you can, whatever. I mean, both those two dudes know so much about anatomy and the way the body works, physiology. Um, Take advantage of that. Take advantage of that while they're small and you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> and then, um, oh, this is another question I want to ask you. Who is a, can you spotlight a client? Ooh, client. Um, Caitlin Harrington. She's been killing it. She's, uh, she's part of the Barbell Mango group. Um, she's like one of our, we have probably 10 females right now and she's one of them and she's just been dominating it um she's been showing up um so she's my spotlight of the week sweet yeah any for any one reason in particular can you say um her her farmers carries she she shits on everybody with she's she's pretty strong with those um and she's i mean just consistently showing up um her workout partner was gone last week and it was just one-on-one and she showed up every single day and she got her work in and she dominated and then she left, you know, just continuing to make progress. Hell yeah. Crush it. What's her name again? Caitlin Harrington. Caitlin Harrington. Shout out Caitlin Harrington. And again, my final announcement by programming, it's what keeps the business running. It's what's going to keep you running in your life. Mm. Keep chopping wood. Thanks for listening.